Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Quest Me. We're in season four, and this is episode two of season four. If you missed episode one, you can go catch it on anywhere you listen to podcasts just by searching for Quest Me. We also have um, all of our episodes up on the Twist My Arm Network at twistmyarm.net. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at QuestMeTMA. Those are all right here on the, on the bottom. On the bottom. So go ahead and uh, give us a follow. I'm so excited to get this episode going. There, as you know, we are talking about Kenobi for this season, and there were not one but two episodes that were dropped during a weekend of Star Wars celebration. So there's a lot to talk about, and I would love to get into the show, but before I can do that, I have to introduce the other people that are with me. One of them being Justin. How are you doing today, sir? Ooh, I'm doing good. I'm so excited to get this going. Yeah, yeah. Me, me <laughs> too, me too. Um, I just realized you can see the other chair here in my screen. Um, that's for my cat. So whenever she decides that she wants to come hang out, she's going to come sit on this chair because she does that every single podcast. And she just annoys me and tries to sit on my lap. Yeah, it's it's for Trev. So Trev doesn't sit there. She does. You just don't ever notice it. I swear to you. Like on my lap, she'll sit on my lap all the time. It's it's terrible. But anyway, just wanted to make that disclaimer because in case a little black creature pops up in the window. It is not a Jawa. It is my cat Trevelyan. Um, now, the guest that I'm introducing today, uh, they are a writer that is all over Twitter, I think. Um, uh, we, we go by the name of Phil. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, doing well. Yes. Um, it's good to have you back. You are our pop culture guru of the Twist My Arm Network. You have been on pretty much every show that we do, I think. Have you been on Marvel yet? Uh, shit. Um, I think you did come on a Marvel one. One one episode of Moon Knight. Yeah, see? (laughs) You've been on every episode of Twist My Arm or every show. (laughs) It's wonderful, and it's great to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. For coming. Yeah. Um, It's always fun to talk about Star Wars and all those other things, but it's even more fun to talk about it with Phil because he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to these things. So, um, definitely excited. So, like I was saying, there's so much to get into with this episode. First of all, I do want to give a shout out, rest in peace to Colin Cantwell. He was a creator of the Death Star and the X-Wing. Um, he oh. passed away this last week. Very sad. Uh, I got to meet him at Comic-Con, which was really cool. Um, there's a picture on the Facebooks floating around of me, like, giving him a hug. <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah, the creator of the Death Star. We wouldn't we wouldn't have nearly as many fears of our planet blowing up if it wasn't for Mr. Colin. Um, celebration. Speaking of conventions, Star Wars Celebration 2022 in Anaheim happened this last weekend. And, by God, there were so many announcements so because this is about kenobi and i don't want to get too far like too much into like the celebration because we could talk about celebration and everything that was announced for like a good two (laughs) hours there was there was a lot of stuff that was announced so instead of doing that i feel like i just want to give a quick rundown of these announcements and then each one of us can talk about our like most anticipated announcement okay you guys ready this is gonna be a quick breakdown 
So first thing announced, and we got a trailer for Andor. Um, they we got the first footage of Andor, which is dropping at the end of August. Hello, Quest Me season six. Um, then we got oh. a trailer for the next season of Bad Batch. Um, uh. We got an announcement for a show called Tales of the Jedi. Uh, it's going to be a new animated series in the same style as the final season of the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, and it'll focus on the Jedi from the prequel era and feature a few familiar faces. Um, one of those being Count Dooku. His picture was dropped in that, showing um, they're going to tell a story of when he was a Jedi, which is really cool. Um, we got some Mandalorian Season 3 news. That drops in February of 2023. It's a long ways away, but there are things coming out in the meantime to keep us occupied when it comes to Star Wars. Next thing, speaking of keeping occupied, Ahsoka had its its little panel. And by little, I mean huge panel because they announced the live-action um, actors for for that series, including the actor for Ezra, the actress for Sabine, um, the actress for Hera, I believe. Maybe they didn't do the actress for Hera, but they at least confirmed that she's going to be in it. And then we also got a preview of the actual chopper from the live action, which is wonderful. Like, he came out on he stage. He looked and, great. Yes, I'm so excited for chopper. Um, one thing, really quick. Hello, Roy, in the chat. It's good to see you. Um, I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show. We are live on YouTube um, and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch for whatever reason. Um, But if you go to our website, twistmyarm.net, we are also live in the live tab on there. So um, thank you all for joining us. And those of you listening on the podcast land that would like to get in on the conversation, join us on Tuesdays between 8 and 8.30 uh, Mountain Standard Time for all your Star Wars shows. Um... As far as who's playing Ezra Roy, I don't have that up right now. I think it's the guy that played Aladdin. I'm pretty it's sure Ezra it's Miller. the same. No, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy <laughs> that played Aladdin in Aladdin. I'm not. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. I'm just. I'm just here to to give the news. Oh wait, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Menem Assad. Men, yeah, and he's he was the one in Aladdin, right? Uh, yes. Um, Natasha yeah. Lou Bordizo. Bordizzo is going to play Sabine Wren. So, sweet announcements with the Ahsoka series. Um, Then we got a new show called Skeleton Crew coming out, starring Jude Law, talking about... It's it's a show about um, kids that uh, got... It's it's basically a mystery project, and it's going to follow a group of kids who get lost in the galaxy and are working to find their way home. It's it, it sounds like it's going to be uh, a lot like um, the the new uh, Star Trek with Janeway back again. Um, Enterprise or no, Voyager? No, no uh, the the kids one they've done. Uh, oh, oh, Prodigy. Prodigy. You have to. Yeah. Okay. I. I haven't uh, seen that one. No, uh, um, it, it strikes me as being kind of a, a Star Trek prodigy uh, like a series. Okay. Uh, with the the focus on stuff being more for the kids. Okay. Uh, sounds like it could be a really fun project. That I mean, Jesse swears by Prodigy. He really likes. Well, I mean, he's a Trekkie, so he likes all of that Star Trek stuff. <laughs> just like I like all of the Star Wars stuff. So it's. 
It makes sense. But he has definitely mentioned uh, Prodigy and, and Lower Decks, checking those out. So. Oh, man. <laughs> he actually suggested Lower Decks number one to me mm. to get into all the new content. Yeah. And just for Jesse, check out his new podcast, Open Pike Night, on on uh, Spotify and stuff. It is great. It's They do a great job with their show. It's all about Star Trek, so if you're a Trek sexual like me and you swing both ways, definitely <laughs> check out Open Pike because <laughs> it's good. Um, okay, next up, Star Wars Visions Volume 2. This one is really cool um, because it's not all going to be anime. Um, there's going to be some anime but there are episodes coming from um, from studios out of Japan, India, the UK, Ireland, Spain, Chile, France, South Africa, Chile. and California. So there's a bunch of different influences that are going to be going into these episodes. California is, is a country now? Which is really cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Sixth largest economy in the world. Fair, fair point <laughs> so next thing on the list Star Wars <laughs> Young Jedi Adventures um, it is a a true kid show like it's gonna be like made for kids um, it's gonna take place in the High Republic era, era which is really cool but uh-huh. it's gonna follow Jedi younglings on a new adventure as they learn the ways of the force and Jedi Knights it's, so what? this the series is literally targeted for preschoolers so it is definitely for so, kids. So this is like targeted for my four my four year old right now. Absolutely, yeah. To help That's... manipulate her into loving Star Wars. Correct. <laughs> Not manipulate, you know, easing into. Right, right. Um, it comes Jake, out in spring uh, two thousand three. For Jake in the chat, uh, the Ronin story actually gets a uh, continuation in its own novel. Yes. Yeah, there's there's actually a full that. length Ronin novel that uh, is more of an elaboration on that whole story. I'm That's, reading it right now. It's I, awesome. It's really good, by the way. It's solid. Yeah, that's. Uh, I need to check that out for sure. Roy wanted to say that I need to copyright che- Trek Sexual. <laughs> 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 well, just doing this right here, right now, I have copyrighted it. Um, I think that was that was it as far as Star Wars. We also got a shot of indiana jones 5 we got a trailer for willow holy shit the willow trailer like oh yeah i wasn't super pumped about that series until i saw that trailer i was like no no i'm i'm right back into that world hooked it's uh it looks good i haven't seen willow since i was a kid so i definitely need to brush up on that again but give it a watch again uh yeah Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer, it's it's an absolute blast. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for pretty much everything that uh that's coming out. But Justin, out of all those things that I just mentioned, what would you be most excited for? Visions two. Okay. I just like the how diverse the each different animator slash director now. Uh, gets with it and the, every story is still within the Star Wars universe but seems so far-fetched yet realistic it's yeah. co- it's it's really fun I, I love it I agree there was a lot of really cool scenes Um, I do not agree with Roy though he says Tatooine Rhapsody is still the best vision episode 11 out of 10 you are wrong sir 
but I will which, leave you to your opinion. Phil, which one what was is that? <laughs> it was the one where they started a band. No! <laughs> that, oh, that's the fucking worst one. <laughs> are you kidding me? So, Phil, what are you most excited for out of all those <laughs> announcements? Uh, I mean, and or probably. Uh, I'm I'm down for pretty much anything Alan Tudyk's working on. Is that him uh, in the K2? in the trailer? I mean, he's, nah, he's nah. K two, so so he has been confirmed for K two. I didn't know that that I was, was confirmed. Pretty quite yet. sure he was coming back. But in that trailer, there's a scene with it. It seriously looks like Alan. Alan, you said Tujik? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Tujik. We've been doing it this whole time. Uh, Saying it so this he's, whole time. He's wrong? not gonna be. He's not gonna be in the first season, just because of the timelines. Okay. But uh, but they're saying I, like three C. <laughs> yes, thank you, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Ricky, for that. Ricky uh, D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. <laughs> uh, Alan Three Dick. Yes, um, we know how much he loves that. <laughs> um, uh, no, check out just... check out Ricky, Jesse, and I on Sudden but Inevitable on Friday night. We're back from our two week hiatus to talk about some Death Notes, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Sorry, awesome. Phil. What were you What were you saying? Oh, uh, just. Uh, I saw a drop today of some of the uh, some of the Lego stuff that's coming out for Andor. Like they're oh, yeah. already they're already dropping some Lego sets for it. So that's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I need to. I don't know. I don't need to get into Legos because that's not like what get I want to start spending Legos. my money. I, see... I bought my last ninety dollar piece, and it was so fun building it over the last four days. Ooh. What'd you get? I got the Darth Vader uh, meditation pit. Nice. I built it with my daughter, which was really me pointing to the pieces I wanted. (laughs) Uh, And no, Josh, I I don't think that's him. I mean, it kind of looks like him, though, right? A little bit. I mean, it could be like him younger, because this over here, doesn't that kind of look like K2SO stuff right there? Yeah. What if that's like his voice that they're know, using for their uh, droids? <laughs> we'll find I out. I mean, how cool would that be? We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Definitely. Um, we're nah, also going to but... find out all about Thrawn in Ahsoka and Ooh. how I've been right this whole time that Thrawn is coming back in a Legends-style story. Of course um, he is. There's going to be... I. I... Okay. I'm going to tell you, season five is going to be, and this is great because Phil's here right now, but season five of Quest Me, just a little little preview, is going to be Justin, Phil, and I talking about the first book of the Thrawn trilogy from Legends. So the reason I'm doing this is because of Ahsoka and because I have a crazy theory about how they're going to pull story from legends and bring it into canon using the ahsoka series and as far as like they're going to be doing it for thrawn which is going to be it's going to be awesome justin has never read it phil has read it i am in the process of finishing the third book right now um kind of brushing up on on all of that but i'm gonna get back to book one and are you gonna add an extra o to your name I might. I ser- I might, man. Like, Clone <laughs> <'Cause>, Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I was 
telling Roy about uh, in the chat. Actually, he's he actually just said we need some Yusen Vong, but we'll probably never get it. That actually might not be as far off as you think. Um, but I was telling him that it would be really cool if they used Maul as Thrawn's clone and cloned Maul instead of Joris Seaboth. So then you have a psychotic Sith Lord that's been cloned instead of a psychotic Jedi that's been cloned. Right? Was he only psychotic because they cloned him, though? I think he was psychotic because they cloned him and he was like left alone for so long on Mount Tantus. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the whole outbound flight project. It's all F. Yeah, it's crazy. But <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get crazy into that and do season five of Quest Me. For now, that is blew my mind right that's, now. <laughs> that's what I'm most excited about. Talking about things I don't <laughs> even know yet. It's it's cool. It, it, we're all excited for everything basically that's coming out for Star Wars. Um, Andor's gonna be super cool. Visions is gonna be amazing especially with them having a ton more other studios working on it and again ahsoka is going to bring in so much more lore i think from legends um that people that are toxic af in the star wars community have been hoping for um the last thing i did want to talk about is my god star wars fans what the f is wrong with you like i have seen so many terrible things sent out to moses ingram the the lady that plays uh reva in, in Obi-Wan, she posted some stuff on Instagram today about some people sending her some really nasty DMs. Um, I've seen some people talking crap about Leia and like that actress. And it's like, guys, come on. We are we are lucky to be getting more Star Wars every other month. We are extremely lucky to be fans in this position. Look at Star Trek fans. They just recently started getting new stuff and at like a decent rate. Look at like Firefly fans. They don't get anything new. Like we as Star Wars fans need to remember how freaking lucky we are <laughs> to continue to get these things. Um, there's a lot of talk. We'll get into it later in, in our newest segment. But there's some, there's some things that people are saying that's very ignorant and a, like a lot racist and I'm very disappointed in the Star Wars community and I really just wanted to say that that crap does not belong in the universe the galaxy that we love and that shit does not fly with with real fans of the universe and people that are grateful that it that it is out so I I want to just compliment Moses Ingram for her entire performance in these first two episodes of Kenobi, she was incredible. Holy shit, she's amazing. Right? As the th as third sister, I mean, she's a great inquisitor and I'm I'm excited to see more of her story considering I believe she's one of those Jedi younglings that we saw at the beginning of episode yep. one. Yeah. Yep. With the stupid ass helmets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, I hate those helmets. <laughs> Roy says Disney needs to buy Firefly and make some bank. Uh, Disney owns Firefly because they own Fox now. Um, so they can do whatever they want. And they might, and it'll probably suck. But <laughs> no, again, <laughs> if we get more Firefly, how cool would that be? Especially if any of those characters came back. Holy shit, I am here for it. Please do it. Um, so back to basically the beginning of episode one with... Right, right before we see Order 66 happen in, like, another brutal way. It was terrible. But we get to see this incredible, like, it's 
it's beautifully tragic and just so emotional this uh recap of the prequels um it it was it about was... 4 minutes of a of a recap and it was just chef's kiss man i i couldn't have asked for a better recap of of the of the prequels phil what what did you what did you think of that whole intro i couldn't believe they made it so solid in 4 minutes it was all of the major points of Anakin and Obi-Wan's entire relationship. And right. They nailed it. I had major, major kudos to whomever it was who edited that whole section together because. Wow. That, that <laughs> show mean, just started giving me tears. Like it, the intro gave me tears. Like I was kind of welling up just like, Oh man, this is, this is crazy. J- Justin, I'm pretty sure you were crying too, weren't you? Oh, I was freaking <laughs> shedding tears. I was I was just really hoping for some Clone Wars footage. Which we got. No, we didn't. We... No, oh, in, no, in the recap. From the cartoon, yeah, in the recap. <laughs> I was really hoping so, for some Clone Wars and I, I think the only reason they steered away from it was just because of the style shift. Yeah, it yeah. would have been it would have been weird I to go from that. the live action to the cartoon yeah, and back to the live action. Prevents it prevents it from relying too heavily on the narratives that were told throughout Clone Wars, mm. um, and and makes it more accessible, I guess, to 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 more casual fans. Right. So. And it, and it was and and they just went right from that into the Jedi Temple getting order 66 that which, was that was rough you're like holy shit all these poor kids like they have to like the order 66 was way worse than they than it kind of was was made out to be I feel like you know it and 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 this episode the beginning did a really good job of showing us that showing us that like no this was serious and they really really messed everything up and that I mean if if it does turn out that Reva was one of those kids like okay here's the tragedy that shaped your entire outlook on the Jedi order yeah, I think yes. she was. I think she was the the first girl that spoke. That is definitely going to be Reva, and we're going to figure out a little bit more of why she feels so betrayed. Because why does Reva hate Obi Wan so much? Yeah, and that's that is strange. Because was there some sort of pact between like the Jedi Masters and and younglings or something that like? Did you see him running away and he didn't save her? Yeah, that there has to be something there. We'll find out. I know, right. I mean, I, I'm going to be saying that a lot tonight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you know. kind of what happens on these first episodes of these seasons because there's so much speculation. Yeah. But obviously we're not going to know until further on, which that comes out tonight. I'm probably going to wake up early tomorrow and watch it. <laughs> Episode three. Um, Does it come out tonight? Yeah, for you guys it'll come out at one. For me, it'll come out at two in the morning, so I won't. Uh, I won't do that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Up early. Um, Jake says Thrawn is my favorite character. Um, he has a really long comment here. Basically, Thrawn, Thrawn is my favorite character. Um, 
Everything's set for a Thrawn trilogy in the new canon. It's five years after the second Death Star. Uh, Thrawn is out there somewhere. Uh, Mount Tantus is canon, so he's wondering how they're going to do this Thrawn trilogy and if Timothy is involved with it. Um, Timothy Zahn did write a new um, prequel trilogy for Thrawn that's really yep. good. I really enjoyed that series. Um, and he's kept things pretty under wraps. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have been like emailing him and stuff to try and get him to come on the show. <laughs> Um, because, like I said, we're talking about that series in the next season, so um, obviously he wouldn't be able to answer anything. But it would be it would be cool. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I, I'm you can't you got to shoot your shot, right? <laughs> I'm right. In, try. I'm Boy, in I'm uh, in his DMs. Well, well, I think it's his DMs. It's probably not, but <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Ewan McGregor did uh, just dropped a uh, awesome statement about. Uh, about Moses Ingram and major, major support statement. Uh, I was actually watching it while uh, the intro to this episode oh, was running. I was nice. over in another tab watching it. Nice. Um, it's like a minute long, uh, but it's a, a really solid, uh, solid show of support from, from Ewan McGregor, who, Good. I mean, in addition to, you know, being the, lead actor is also uh exec producer on uh right on kenobi right. so you know he's yeah. just and, her class though all the and way through as he should you know he like gotta call out the star wars pages called them out earlier today yeah. that's oh, what yeah. tipped, tipped me off of this whole thing they were like this is garbage you guys and it it really is i mean there's no reason to do if you don't like it don't watch it <laughs> you know that's simple as that um so, speaking of Ewan McGregor, he is back to play the role of Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi, also known as Ben Kenobi, which I was kind of curious. Such a heartthrob, man. Oh, so dreamy. But I know. <laughs> I think we had talked about it a little bit. I was wondering if he had already like taken on the mantle of, of Ben um, in, in the series, and he absolutely has. Like he, You could tell when people would call him Obi-Wan, he would get visibly upset about it or like uptight about it because he's like nobody needs to know that there's i think there's definitely some concern that anybody who knows who he is is gonna blow the cover and find and figure out the connection to luke oh yeah for you sure know, I, I mean i'm he's he's visibly panicked when yeah. um um is it, uh, What's his name? Nari. Nari. Yeah, I can yeah, call when, him Navi. When Nari. When Nari comes and finds him, he's just like, "No, that's that's not me." Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, man. Just move along, move along. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's, so sad to see him like it's embrace that side. That side. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think this is. This show seems like it's it's kind of gearing up for him to accept his role as watcher you know what i mean like right now he's so he's still so like you see it in his dreams that he has and like the visions that he has and just kind of the way he acts he's very like oh i'm sorry sir excuse me i'm so sorry like he's so timid and everything that i think this is going to be the series that gets him to be that like cynical old ah yes Yes, ah, yes, your father and I, yes. <laughs> you know, it'll 
it's going to change him a lot. Um, and when Qui-Gon shows up. <laughs> I, I love getting to see his interactions with Owen. Yes. Yes. And Joel Edgerton is amazing. Oh. Did you see? Oh, like, he is. Did you notice like some of his, the way that he talks, like the way that he mimics Owen from mm-hmm. the original uh, movie, from A New Hope? Like there are some scenes where he sounds identical to, to the original and it is incredible. Like I, I had to be, I gave him so much pride. I was like clapping. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful. Justin, what did you think? Of Owen, are you were you happy to see Joel Edgerton back reprising his role from episode three? Of course, I love seeing the old actors pulled back to the new roles. But uh, what really impressed me is how stoic and badass he was in that scene where uh, Reva just right? takes the lightsaber, holds it against his throat, and he's just cold staring the whole time. <laughs> he's the like, whole you time, and I'm just sitting there like, wow, I'd be fucking shit myself what a badass he's like you don't even know whose kid i have so (laughs) like you could try and kill me i guess (laughs) (laughs) the whole you know everything about his his hatred of the jedi just it came through so well in that line just i kill vermin on my farm yeah yeah and it was like he was kind of agreeing with the inquisitors oh yeah to a certain extent um but he still he ain't no narc nope he knew obi-wan <laughs> was in the corner cowering over there and didn't say a freaking thing which is awesome I, I also think he knew that if if it came down to it that that obi-wan would save him right well I maybe mean, maybe but he <laughs> was he was prepared for him not to yeah and that's that's great. That's it's noble in the aspect that he's the one that brought Luke to him. Obi Wan is the one that brought Luke to the Lars family. So, no matter how like sudden that is, those people, Owen and Beru, have grown to love Luke, and you can see it just in those mild interactions between the the kid and um and the aunt and uncle. You know, it's the way that Beru comes out like looking for him and. And Owen is like, oh, she, she, is she hears, she yeah. hears Owen yelling for him, and she's like, oh shit, where'd that kid go now? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, it's cool because you can tell that they really do care about that kid, and they're trying yeah. to, they're trying to keep him away from what he could possibly become, um, especially since they know about you know Anakin it's and how weird. he's the one that kind of. Fucked everything up. <laughs> Kills kids, you know. Yeah, man. It's Vader's a, a bad mamma jamma. And uh Avalanche win eight to six, by the way. Just letting you know. Um so moving on from from Obi Wan a little bit, there's I actually can't. I can't because <laughs> Justin had mentioned how sad he looked and how sad he, he was in this first episode. And uh. He did. The way, just the way that he's stealing the meat. Yeah, and not even for himself. <sighs> it's amazing to see the fall of of Obi Wan. You know what I mean? He was such a just a a perfect Jedi Knight, Jedi Master. Yep. And where like literally everyone in the 
new republic knew who he was everyone in right. the republic knew who he was right and he was so good to to all of his troops and i feel like we saw that a little bit in episode 2 where he runs in oh yes to one of the members of the 501st he's wearing 501st armor there's no way that he doesn't know the, who that is the part of the vader's fist mm mm-hmm. And and that dude has to know, or has to have recognized Obi Wan in some way, but the way that those two looked at each other in in just this like look of defeat, and and just yeah, I, what a spectacular cameo from Tamara Morrison in there. Yeah, oh. just yeah, the beard, the giant, <laughs> the beard was spectacular. Beard. It, it, yeah, it just looked like a a freaking veteran. Just sitting on the corner, like asking this panhandling. I felt so bad. It, I mean, it's like, it's exactly worse what, than real life. It's exactly what the emperor did to the clones. He basically decommissioned that whole thing. That's what the Bad Batch is showing, is how the emperor is getting rid of all the the clones. And so we're gonna see more Thou and shall more not of that. Speak of the Bad Batch. I'll still watch season two. We just won't <laughs> podcast about it. We're sticking to live action over here. Live action in books. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just just to see Obi Wan go from where he was at the beginning of Episode One to where he is at the end of Episode Two was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed just his his little bit of arc going from there and the things that he learned and and stuff like that. Um, really, really good. And Ewan McGregor does not disappoint. He is, no. he's a, a world treasure. <laughs> Absolutely. The 10th wonder of the world, I would have to say. Um, he's, I Maybe. love him. <laughs> I do love little me, Ewan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and did, did you notice that uh, Ewan's daughter was in this? I didn't realize it was his daughter until I looked it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she was the drug dealer in episode two. Um, <laughs> uh, and that, that whole "I was someone's daughter once" line is brutal. Yeah. Brutal. I, we'll we'll talk about that whole thing here in a little bit. It's even I... worse as a father of a daughter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, no. Oh, there's my heart you're like, "I'll give you whatever there's, you want." Uh, <laughs> there's there's definitely some rough moments in this for uh, for the parents out there. Yeah. Uh, just gonna hit emotionally a lot different. Yep, and I we had a conversation about that on Sudden but Inevitable recently, I think, where we talked about the difference between people that have kids and people that don't have kids, and the way that we look at things. Um, and Ricky and I were like, "Yeah, we we were not looking at that the same way, just because nah. of you know." And that's that's I I'm the same thing. Like, I do recognize how incredibly sad that line was. And like, oh yeah, holy cow, that's that's heavy. But it does not hit me in the same way that it hits you guys. You know, it's 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 way different. So, um, but her being in here um, means that there are now three generations of Kenobi's because Wedge Antilles uh, was is related to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan has a daughter that's in Star Which, Wars. Is so. that a different generation though? Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, uh, it's like a granduncle or something like that. Um, wedge, wedges to, 
Dennis Lawson. Dennis Lawson. Thank you. God, it was, his name was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Um, this is, this yeah, because he's because so. he's you and McGregor's uncle. Okay, uncle. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that would All right, be. I'll take it. I'll take it. It would be yeah. Ewan's dad's brother. So that's a generation. Then Ewan is a generation, and then his daughter's a generation. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give it that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that and, I thought. She, sorry. I thought she was seriously the chick from the Scooter Gang. You know, <laughs> it's really and when she came on. I'm like, oh, it's a scooter chick kit. Yeah, that's cool. We get to see where she came from. It's really funny you say that. There's two reasons. <laughs> that it that wasn't. It... And here's people saying they don't want the origin story for Aunt, for Cassian. <laughs> right. Nor- there's there's two things in your statement there, Justin. One, I also thought it was the the biker girl, but two, it was from the book of Boba Fett, not the Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett is easily confused with Mandalorian Part 2B, so <laughs> it kind of makes sense. It's, it's season two and a half. It's absolutely <laughs> Mando season two and a half. Um, but I, I definitely had, I was like, at first I was like, is that her? And I looked it up and I was like, oh no, that's not her. I didn't realize that it was McGregor's daughter until like a couple days later. But um, yeah, yeah, that was, was one was, I didn't catch in the credits cool. until uh, until my second watch through. Yeah, and she's actually slated to be in episode two and six, so we will see her again um, later on in the in the season finale. Um, let's talk about Jawas. <laughs> Jawas. <laughs> Tika, man. Let's talk about Tika, because <laughs> first of all, Jawas are just Ewoks, right? They're just desert Ewoks. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm more and more starting to think that Ewoks and Jawas are the same, like, race, the same creature, <laughs> but... One you know, woodland, one desert. But the Ewoks fled from Tatooine when Tatooine became a desert planet. Like, you know, when global warming started happening, they were like, we need to go find a different place. And there was a split. There was a divide. There was Republican Ewoks and there was Democratic Ewoks. <laughs> and <laughs> the Where Republican the Ewoks all stayed on Tatooine because they didn't believe the Democrats <laughs> about the global warming. And so all the Democrats went, went to, <laughs> and, or to the forest moon of Endor and... That's how Ewoks stayed in their cute little fuzzy bear way, and that's why the Jawas on Tatooine have to wear uh, protective. Uh, why uh, are there coats. Jawas on different desert planets then? Boom! Think of because, another because they travel. Where? What other desert planet are you talking about? Jakku. Jakku. Was there a Jawa on Jakku? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is not canon, Justin. <laughs> and just as you know, as you know, Star Wars fans are all about their canon. So, <laughs> holy cow, they freaked out. So, spoiler alert: if you have not seen the episode, which we're recording this a day before episode three comes out, so like, what are you doing? Go back and watch the episode. Come back and listen to the show. Grand Inquisitor. What did you guys think of him? Let, let's start with Justin. What What are your thoughts on the Grand Inquisitor? He looks weird. <laughs> well, he's got a weird head. He's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he looks way different from his cartoon version, which, like, I get there's a translation from cartoon to human, and it, for now it, it fits and works, but like, I still look at him and he's just weird head. Because it's not elongated, it's, it's fucking... not a cone head. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. 
not not as exaggerated as like Coyote Mundi or uh, right, but it's just it's a little bit pointier. Yeah, but I mean, I I think it's a, a lot of rehashing of the discussion around that we had when uh, Cad Bane showed up in uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna I be agree. some some translation from from one medium to another. Right. Exactly. Um, and there's and... you know. What, Phil? Uh, just varying levels of, of, you know, realism that you can aim for. Like, yeah. even within, you know, within a, a practical effect. Um, and Roy says, by the way, there was a Jawa Jedi. His name was Akael or something similar. A Jedi consular no. in the Old Republic. Well, the Old Republic technically isn't canon yet, so you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> So I can't. you're wrong. <laughs> No, I, I do remember uh, the Jawa Jedi. Akial, cool. Yeah. <laughs> God, that that guru over there, just fast on the keyboard. Thank you. Yep. Hey, uh, man. So don't, uh, don't expect me to be super guru when I don't have, you know, internet connectivity, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, there was a character in episode three that... Talked to Obi-Wan Kenobi right before he went to go face Grievous that said they're on the fifth floor, thousands of battle droids or whatever. That is the same species as the Grand Inquisitor. So I, I'm i totally cool with the way the, the Grand Inquisitor looks. I think he looks like a badass, the way they did his <laughs> makeup and like his running black whatever. Uh, he's, yeah, very, no he's, he's very metal. He looks like he's about to go out on like a Norwegian stage and just blast beats the whole time. Um, but he needs a battle vest. The argument is that there is one of his same species in episode three with a more pointy elongated head. I don't care. I think that's stupid and people can make any sort of different character or, or, or on the translation to live action, like make it however, however it sees, however it seems right. And to me, the grand inquisitor seems right. Um, from coming from rebels onto Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, even the other inquisitor, I think it was fifth brother. There was a lot of people complaining um, about fifth brother because he was, why? because he was cast Asian, but his uh, voice was um, Latino. And so there was some like problems with that or or whatever. And like I don't, I don't care. I I think the the actor that played him, um, that fifth brother who's also like he's in Fast and Furious, and some yeah, other, that's some it's other Han. Good, yeah, Han. He's he's awesome. He's a great actor, and he played uh, fifth brother. He played fifth Kong. brother perfectly. I thought he was great for that role. Again, oh, like Phil yeah. said, translation from cartoon to live action is going to be different nine times out of ten. And you're going to pick the perfect person for the role, and you're going to write the the character the way that, that you should. You know what I mean? And I think Deborah Chow has done an amazing job with these characters so far. I I have very, very little complaints about these first two episodes. That might be the fanboy in me, but still, it's... Again, it's Star Wars, and it is Star Wars that I love, and and these like new characters that we're getting on, uh, you know, on a big screen, are fantastic. I've loved mm-hmm. all of them so far. Now, 
the real crazy part about the Grand Inquisitor is he gets shanked. Yeah, spoilers. I told you. Oh, I, know. I told you guys. Spoilers. So, Phil, <laughs> what were your first thoughts when he gets shanked in episode two? What went through your head? Uh, there was a lot of uh, wait a minute. Where's this on the timeline in relation to Rebels? Where mm-hmm. I was do- doing some quick math, I was like, okay, okay, let's we'll see. Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Justin, what about you? What were your first initial thoughts when Grand Inquisitor got got stabbed by Third Sister? I think I literally texted you. I'm like, oh, he got fucking shanked, and you said. Rebel season one, he's not dead. <laughs> dot dot dot. I'm like, well, wow, bullshit. And then I started looking at the timeline exactly what you you said, Phil. And then I looked it up. And I'm like, oh man, he he's right. <laughs> so on on a second watch through of it, uh, it definitely looked like a more survivable uh wound. Just a, an incapacitating wound, yes, but not. <laughs> I have two two words to end this whole debate. You, you guys ready for this? Bacta tank. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, they do wonders for your age. Let let fifth brother get in there. Well, you know he'll come back in and come to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they'll again they they have mobile Bacta tanks. Yeah. So it's and he works for the Empire. You don't you don't think the Grand Inquisitor has a back to tank on standby? Come on. I mean, <laughs> if he doesn't have one on his ship, then speaking of, I love that ship design. Right. The oh, the so moment cool. in the first episode when you see that ship coming down on Tatooine, it's like. Do we know what that ship is called? Ah, uh, I didn't know at the beginning of. Of the episode. It's probably already out, though. It is the transport scythe. Okay. The scythe? Yep. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's getting a Lego set, too. I just saw that for $99.99. Thanks, Google. It comes with, looks like it's coming with all of the Inquisitors and Obi-Wan Ed. I'm loving the way the uh, Inquisitor's lightsabers are being translated into Lego. Yes. Well, <laughs> and translated into the show. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, throw yeah. A, can you throw an image up of them? Of the, tr- uh, of of the, the Inquisitor? The, yeah, the lightsaber, the, the lightsaber from Legos. Uh, it's um, on the set. I believe it's um, yeah, I'm right throw here. it to you in the private chat on here. here. Oh, no, because yeah, Josh, has, Josh, we, has we finally got to see it do its uh, road. Yeah, first, uh, second uh, episode. Yeah, poor Vect. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, Flea got chopped up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you want to talk about cameos that I was not expecting, <laughs> uh, casting that I was not expecting, right? <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, I didn't realize until Josh said something. He's like, Yo, did you notice Flea? I'm like, Who? The leader of the gang, he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, like, holy shit, is that Flea? And then the credits roll, like, yep, that was Flea. Okay, cool. <laughs> I it think... just says Flea. <laughs> it keeps scrolling. Okay, so here comes Roy. Roy did some research for us. Thank you, Roy. Oh, he says, oh, just to yes. clarify, the Jawa are known to reside in tribes of Navarro, Arvada 7, Vancor, not just Tatooine. 
No Jakku there, though. Just there we go. No, no, not Jakku. <laughs> That's um, okay. They got enough. Uh, they got enough people all over Jakku. They don't need right. They don't need to add Jawas to the mix. Right. And Jakku got kind of messed up in the books. That aftermath series really oh, messed up Jakku. Oh God, yeah. It's not nice. Um, yeah. So on the topic of Flea, though, to me, yeah. I had I got a real Ravager vibe from Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Yes. He it was very no, like was... similar to the, it seemed like he was taking in his uh, inner uh, Michael uh, what Rooker Michael Rooker. Rooker yeah I feel like he was really channeling his inner Michael very Rooker. very much a Yondu vibe from yeah Guardians from of the Galaxy Firefly no no from Yondu Guardians of the Galaxy from Guardians of the Galaxy oh oh I thought Michael you said Rooker. Ravager from close Ravager not Reaver. <laughs> oh okay my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. apologies that's my <laughs> you're good man i was just like really he wasn't had sharp teeth <laughs> don't feel bad i did that for the entire season of sudden but inevitable so <laughs> <laughs> um but i just i got i got those vibes from him a lot that he was he looked like he needed to go hang out with sly stallone and michael rooker and right <laughs> do do their whole ravaging um i did love him though he 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 played a really good basically peon you know, and yeah. And of course, they got rid of him real quick, but whatever. He still had fun. He got to. He got most, to most savage death in Star Wars yet. You think so? Getting chopped up while slowly getting pushed through a lightsaber—that is horrible. Yeah. It's, Are uh, you kidding me? It's the uh, most savage on the airfield in uh, Indiana Jones and uh, oh, Raiders of the, the Lost Star. Yeah. I thought that was the last crusade. That is savage no, death. No, no, there's raiders with oh. the, the guy getting hit by the propeller okay. uh, on the plane. Oh, there was the, right. the there was the boat propeller bit in that last they crusade. Like, yeah, that they tried to replicate. That's right. That's right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. It was Hands pretty down. gruesome. Worst worst Star Wars death ever. Ever. I'm gonna have to think about that because I feel like there's got to be it's getting sliced in half. Getting stabbed or falling down a pit. Those are the three major <laughs> ones. <laughs> so Darth Maul fits two of those. <laughs> he got sliced in half and fell down a pit. And then Ooh, got turned into a giant metal spider. <laughs> he got stabbed in the final Obi-Wan scene. In, uh, <laughs> I feel like Darth Maul kind of kind of got it the worst from, from everyone. Yes, Flea got kind of messed up. I don't know though, man. What about the guy in Mandalorian that gets pulled through the door and cut in half? Ooh. By a door. That wound wasn't cauterized. He didn't survive. He's getting that. chopped up slowly <laughs> until his brain stem and then he dies. No way. There'd be a, you would pass out from shock way before any of that oh, would no. happen. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You know I see death. <laughs> No, you would. It's like a Mortal Kombat <laughs> fatality in Star Wars. <laughs> you, you're right. Finish him. X Y X X X up up down down. Um. So we we're talking about Flea, and that's great because it kind of leads me into my next character that I wanted to talk about, which is who he kidnaps from the beautiful city of Alderaan. Princess Leia Organa herself. Phenomenal casting. I, so adorable. I was not expecting her to be in this. She's so cute. Oh, my God. Do you remember last week we were talking about what happens if Luke Skywalker gets kidnapped? That'd be cool. He has to go on an adventure to go find Luke Skywalker <laughs> and save him. 
And, and what was that y'all were saying about, you know, you know who I'd like to see? Bail Organa. Yep. <laughs> right. Not I didn't even didn't even cross my Taylor mind. Miller. Didn't even cross my mind that Princess Leia was gonna be in this, even though we knew they, that Organa was gonna be in the show. Boom. There's Jimmy Smith's. And wonderful. First of all, Alderaan, beautiful planet. I really hope it stays intact and nothing happens to it. It's a wonderful planet. I, somewhere I'd want to go live. For I, sure. I really hope nice everyone area. on Alderaan has a really, really nice day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, Phil, perfect casting. She absolutely killed that, and she ate it up. You could tell she loved playing the role. Like when she's talking to her cousin, and the cousin is like, why are you thinking... Uh, thinking lower life forms or something, and she's like, "So I don't yep. need to speak to you then." Like, <laughs> I was like, "How for a ten-year-old? <laughs> That's epic." It's like you're very advanced, little Leia. Yeah, um, I think I, J- Justin. What, what were your thoughts on on young Leia? She's so cute. Like, yeah, like. I'm very uh, biased since I have a little daughter, but after I saw who they casted, I'm like, oh, she's perfect. But her her spoken words are perfectly timed for the, her acting. But as a little kid actor, like, little kids can't act. Some, I'll be honest. Some can. Uh, no, uh, that's hard to convince me. No little kid <laughs> can act. Okay. Like, but for what how, what she says and how she speaks, it does well for the scene. But with her uh, chase scenes, they were a little lackluster. I would have to say. Uh, um, the, and the chase scene uh, left a little to be desired. But I, I think scenes. she, I think she absolutely nailed uh, the mannerisms. Yes. Uh, for a young lady. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, just her facial expressions were spot on. You know, you got just the smile alone. And and I props to the costume department and yes. the like hair and, and makeup hair and folks because <laughs> they they made her very believably a young Carrie Fisher. I and mean, her, the colors that she wore, like the first robe that you see her mm-hmm. in is basically identical to what you see her in in Empire Strikes Back. And then yep. her forest outfit is just like Return of the Jedi. And then she has the hair tied up in the bun, you know, just like any other time you see Leia. So it was... Well, they did a whole opening shot of her hair. Yeah, right, right. For her character <laughs> intro. And I loved, I loved how... Yeah, she's such an outcast from her own family. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. she's out in the forest all the time, getting away from royalty, getting away from the politics and stuff because she doesn't want anything to do with it. She knows how they work really well, and she could maneuver her way around politics really well. But at this point in her life, she hates it, and I love it. And I, <laughs> I really look forward to seeing how they fill in her character arc because I am sure that at some point between now and you know three or four years from now we'll have you know maybe uh, in the spirit of the um, uh, Padme series that we've gotten we'll get some some young Leia stuff going. That would be cool, and 
Just the, the, girl, the Queen's girl. Shadow uh, books that E.K. Johnston's been writing have been oh, really, really solid uh, Padme backstory. I've read those. They're, they're really, those really well done. Um, that And that would be cool. And that little girl could play Leia for a while. Yeah. You know, they, they could... Uh, if if she wanted to, you know, you don't. Yeah. Again, with child actors, you don't want to run them into the ground. <clears throat> Macaulay Culkin, um, <laughs> but like, she could do it, and I think I think, from what I've read, like from people that I know in the Star Wars world, like I don't, I don't really associate with the toxic jerk holes. Um, oh, I I have my own like crowd. little tiny qualms with some Star Wars properties, but not enough to hate any of it. You know what I mean? I still love all of Star Wars. So, Bad Batch? I don't hate Bad Batch. I don't hate it. I just don't want to watch Put it. Put it at the bottom of the list. I don't want to watch it twice. I, I, I won't. I'll watch the second season, of course, because <laughs> it's Star Wars, and it's going to give me some sort of Star Wars story to it. It's not my favorite story. It'll give you your fix. Right. It's not like Rebels. I've watched Rebels at least four times all the way through. I, I love that series. Um, But... Anyway, we could get some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's territory that could still be filled in with yeah. regard to her character. Yep. Um, and I love her droid, Lola. Lola 59. <laughs> oh, the little saucer? Yeah. You know, that thing is cool. They're already, they're already selling them, and I'm already thinking about buying one. <laughs> already? Did, did, did you never own a Discman? Well, of course I did, but like, not a discman like that. That has some. That has some epic ESP on it, man. Your discs are not skipping in Lola Fifty Nine. I promise. <laughs> loved, loved the little detail uh, that we get in uh, episode two with Lola. That like R two D two, there's a little buzz saw in there. <laughs> yeah. Who knows why? We just have a little buzz saw built into this droid. Do you think Leia installed that herself? Like someday, I'm probably gonna need this buzz saw. <laughs> you think that's an aftermarket mod? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, I don't feel like a a child. I mean, this is Alderaan, and maybe they're crazy. Maybe it's like some some Logan's that Run shit Bale's going on doing. in Alderaan. <laughs> and they're, like, they're crazy over there. But like, I I feel like that was installed after the fact to be like, listen, if if anything ever happens to you, just call on your droid she'll help you out <laughs> um but I'm, I'm excited to see lola get get fixed because we only got to see a little bit of her before stupid flea smashed her <laughs> see now hashtag justice for lola with that toll uh aforementioned <laughs> spinning light <laughs> spinning lightsaber scene man <laughs> oh, uh, that's true that's true don't you ever <laughs> pick on the droids in star wars i feel like when you pick on droids you get messed up right Leia even said it. Her cousin was mean. To, it was rude to droids. She does not like that. What a crazy like way to bring things full circle. She she gets Java. she gets on her cousin about treating droids with respect, and then in the very next episode, Flea throws a droid on the ground and gets cut into pieces. Huh. Interesting. Better keep... Star Wars karma, man. I'm I'm. I'm never talking anything bad about a droid again. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Anthony Daniels. was Did he make a cameo in this? Yeah. yeah. That was 3PO in the background. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
I, yeah. you're right. In at on Alderan, yeah, he was like yep. translating one of the aliens. Yep. Yep. That Doing was what cool. he does. Yep. Yep. I stupid three PO stuff, which made me wonder uh, when we're gonna see R two because we know they end up together mm-hmm. working for Leia. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. So like now. My 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 initial thought was, oh hey, we've got this uh, little uh, pop up security thing at uh, at Obi Wan's cave. Looks a lot that like... looks suspiciously like R 2s little periscope. It's mm-hmm. like it did. You're right. Uh, very much like uh, the little periscope bit we see him using on Dagobah. Yeah, so... to come out of the water. That would be interesting. I thought about that too, but he also had a droid called um, R four, I believe. That was yeah. That was the other thing. It was like, is this is this R two or is this Obi Wan's uh, old astromech? Yeah, I I would bet Probably that Obi-Wan's it's his old astromech. Yeah. Um, I'm. Gosh, I need to go back and watch all of Episode three again, and not just the fight scene. But I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> R2 stuck around on the medical frigate at at mm-hmm. the end. I'm I couldn't I don't I don't know. Um but either way, it is very interesting to see another R unit um <laughs> in Star Wars that's not R2D2 that we know of. It could be R2D2 yeah, and no. that would be crazy. But we'll see. I I'm still holding out hope that R2D2 right now is concealing Grogu from the clone army in his bucket, which would be. I really cool. thought we were going to see Grogu in the very beginning. You're not going to see him in the beginning. Oh. They're not going to blow their <laughs> wad at the very beginning of this. Oh, I, I thought so. Like, they're just going to show, like, Grogu in the background. No way. Just give everyone a teaser. There's no way. He'll show up in episode five when it becomes a story of how the Mandalorian became an orphan. And that right. is what y'all right. didn't know is that Obi Wan Kenobi is actually season two point seven five of the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh my god. It's goodness. actually a new whole rule Kevin Feige's got going on. All of the all of the Star Wars series actually have to be part of the Mandalorian. It's just The Mandoverse. All the I don't Mandoverse make up the now. rules, man. It's all the Mandoverse. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. Rebels Mandoverse. Clone Mandoverse. <laughs> Um, it ties it all in. He's a central character. I am curious to see if we will get any sort of backstory on Grogu or uh, Din Djarin in either Obi-Wan or Andor. Um, Andor might be a little more plausible. We'll see. Just, to, just, just timeline-wise. Timeline and yeah, because it's yeah. Andor and like it's a good show and a, a good way to bring fans into that show. We kind of saw with Book of Boba Fett, like they bring Grogu in and the masses flocked. <laughs> so you could bring Din Djarin into Andor, you could bring Grogu into this and people are going to just flock to it, you know, it, because those characters are basically, they're Star Wars now at this point until we get Thrawn and then Thrawn will be Star Wars and I I will die on that hill. Um, <laughs> so we have another character, Haja. That I love oh, him. Haja! Yeah. I love him. I'm so happy to see him. <laughs> tell tell us about He's in I, every 
He's in every form of Disney, I think. He's he's in the trifecta. I love you, Camille Nanjani. (laughs) He is, I think, in most properties now. Because he was in Eternals. He's in Marvel. He was one of the gods in Eternals, or one of the Eternals. Now he's in Star Wars. Marvel. He's in Star Wars. And we just need to know if he's in one of the animated movies. Which he's a a big voice actor, so I would not be surprised. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but it was really cool to see him. And it was like the second you heard his voice, you're like, oh, yes. It's the Stuber uh-huh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I just guy. thought he... of Silicon Valley. <laughs> mm. I love that show. Yeah, I, I never really watched that show. I know the characters oh, from that yeah. show, but I never really watched it. So HBO. Uh, Phil, what, what, <laughs> what were your thoughts when you found out that he was a fake Jedi? <laughs> oh, I... He's got good information. He's got good intel because, I mean, he he knows quite a bit about the things that Jedi are capable of Mm -hmm. in order to be able to fake it. Um, The whole like knowing about the, you know, obviously he knows the force can, you know, move stuff and manipulate things. Um, The whole Jedi mind trick bit straining to, you know, manipulate a mind over the communicator was spectacular uh, yeah that's i think that's exactly what i knew i was like okay he's definitely not a jedi this is a my a jedi mind trick yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay like <laughs> obviously the guy on the other end is totally in on it 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 was hilarious and i loved it, it it really made me wonder what his source was you know had he seen jedi in person um you know what kind of uh, you know link he had? What kind of info he had to be able to fake it that well? Right. You know, but I mean, we also don't have. E- even now, we don't really have a a great um, idea of just how public Jedi abilities were to the universe writ large. I, um, you know, like in books, they, there's like. They 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 talk about uh, tales of Luke Skywalker has been one yeah. of my favorite new canon books. Yeah, where they have tales of like stories from Luke that we saw in the movies, told by a different perspective. Yeah, and I think a lot of that Jedi lore that goes around in the galaxy is is like that. It's all speculation. It's all like, well, I saw him completely like throw a boulder at a ship in space and it was crazy <laughs> like it's very exaggerated i feel like but but knowing um uh haja i i think i think he he like you said had some good intel like knowing that jedi could just move stuff he doesn't need to throw yeah, no, boulders I, I, he doesn't need to be crazy but he just needs to figure out how to move things. he witnessed some, it firsthand yeah no i i think he had some firsthand experience <laughs> at some point and saw a jedi cool. do some of these things hmm. you know he he might have actually you know met a jedi in person at one point that'd be cool um i wonder i wonder if he has any sort of relation to uh i keep wanting to call him navi from from episode nari, one. nari thank you mm-hmm. hey Listen, <laughs> I just keep thinking that. Um, just little Jedi spirit force little... ghost following Obi Wan around for the rest of the series. <laughs> just, hey, listen, 
Did you ever watch the Robot Chicken Star Wars where they had Jar Jar Binks as a Force Ghost? Annie! Oh. Little Annie! Annie! <laughs> be here all the time! I feel like... Be so happy! I feel like that's, uh, that's kind of how that would go. <laughs> um, but it'd be... It could... It'd make sense if he had some sort of relation to him. Um, yeah. That that he saw him use some of his powers or something. Um, and I, I got I'm, a question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why does every Jedi bury their lightsaber? What every Jedi? You mean Rey and Obi Wan? Yeah. What other Jedi's buried? Well, I guess I guess Ahsoka buried her lightsabers, but she did it in like a me- memoriam kind of way. But everyone bears their lightsaber. Uh, my journal. I are you? My journal. Is this is this Roy? Are you talking about uh, Galaxy of Heroes, Papa? Because that. That would uh, that would be really sad. Give if 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 you're talking about Papa the Hut, Justin and I play a little game called Galaxy of Heroes on, on our mobile device, and uh, oh, we have some some people that'll come watch the show from that game. Yep, cool. Thank you for letting us know. Give Papa our best regards, um, and I hope he gets well soon. Um, so yeah, back to Obi Wan Kenobi. We've covered a lot. We've covered a ton of stuff. Is there anything else in your guys' notes that you want to go over before we get into segments? The the Skyhopper. Uh... Holy cow. How could I forget about that? <laughs> the T- T-16? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, what a great callback. Like, that's I, I just... And how... I think that's an original toy, too. <laughs> it's got to be. Well, that, maybe not. It looks identical. I mean, I had an identical toy when if I was a it, kid. If it wasn't, like, the, they did a great job of recreating the prop. Yeah. And it's like, hey, here's uh, here's something we're going to see Luke playing with, you know, in another decade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there has there's, there's going to have to come a time where Obi-Wan saves Luke in this series, right? There's going to have mm. to be something with Inquisitors where he goes... I mean... I mean, Reva went off the rails on Owen and basically told him, I will kill you and your entire family unless you tell me where a Jedi is, and which her instincts were, are very spot on. Um, but what what's to say she's not going to go back to Tatooine and try and kill them? And so Obi-Wan's going to have to go fight her on Tatooine. And then, then Owen will be like, all right, Fine, I guess you can like give Luke the toy. <laughs> you have toy privileges granted. And then that's when, you know, that's when Luke would get his fascination for Ben Kenobi because you know, he always Old Ben Ben? Yeah. I wonder if the I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. I don't that guy isn't just a crazy old man. <laughs> like Um but very, very cool was, callback for sure. That was a great little bit of detail, though. Yeah, yeah. just I was kind of upset yeah. when Owen threw it on the ground and broke it. I was like, "Bro, <laughs> like, dude, do you know how much he just paid for that? <laughs> like a week's worth of meat for that thing." <laughs> um, I was, I was wondering what kind of meat are they making? Uh just or processing. I, I think it's a crate dragon, isn't it? That my guess was that it was the crate dragon that they were just working there in the uh, 
in the shadow of the bones while they had it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's a crate dragon. I mean, the the desert would probably preserve it pretty well. Uh, all right, all right. I can see that being plausible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was my initial thought when I realized what they were doing there. I was like, oh, they're doing meat processing. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he, and if it's not, I mean, it kind of looks like a giant stingray to me too, sticking out of the ground. If if my memory serves me correct, like just a, but it, that could just be a big fin from a crate dragon, you know, that they're cutting the yeah. meat out of. Um, Justin, were there any other notes that you had for this episode? Or aside from it, segments, because w- there's obviously more to talk about with segments. Um, just with some of the language throughout the episode, when Reva or the third sister said that Obi Wan is going to give her what she's owed, mm. like the language "owed" was a little weird to me. So there's a couple of foreshadowing elements within this one. But I can't really pull them together yet. Because mm-hmm. we're only two episodes in, man. You got to give it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, my journal says, "Okay, I haven't seen the episodes yet, so he's gonna pin this podcast and come back after." Josh, Justin, and Phil, may the force be with you. Yes, thank you, Roy. We will see you in game, where I get very frustrated. I also agree that there's gonna be a ton of force. That this had a ton of foreshadowing. Um, Obviously, just with certain scenes that they had too, but I'm—I don't want to make any predictions because half the time I'm—I'm I'm completely wrong about things. Um, I've already yeah, made—I'm right. I've already made a couple predictions <laughs> that I, you know, whatever. I love that we got a uh, a John Wick uh, moment with <laughs> with all the bounty hunters picking up the signal at the same time. It's like everybody's checking their communicators like, shit, we got a guy we got to go after. I I was actually a little disappointed that we didn't see. I mean, we'll probably see more bounty hunters, I guess. I would hope. You're still mad we didn't see Zuckus. Kind (laughs) of. We had a we had a four L.O.M. looking guy in there. That was that's what that was. Yep. Yeah. The fly robot. Yeah. I. Was very pleased though, like that bounty hunter thing. It was something that I kind of dissected a lot with the trailers, um, mm-hmm. and with the trailers. Well, because that that played a that whole sequence played a pretty major part in some of the trailers we got. Exactly, and so I thought, you know, Justin and I both were talking about this being a giant chase series, mm-hmm. which it kind mm-hmm. of is, kind of, kind of, but mouse. but not nearly as much I think as we thought it was going to be. Um, I was a little curious as to how Obi-Wan got back down to ground level after that without anyone, you know, being like, noticing that he just jumped. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then again, in uh second, you know, second watch through that the, the four LOM droid was like right behind him once he got down there. It's like, OK, now that's right. Makes sense. Um, yeah. I am glad that the trailers did not give anything away past episode two. Yes. All of the scenes, all of the lines, all the shots are all from episodes one and two. Uh, Aside from there's one scene where the ship is flying up to the castle and another scene where it looks like they're on a Death Star somewhere. Those are the only two scenes we haven't haven't witnessed yet. I 
would almost guarantee we're going to see them in episode three. The castle that they're going to most likely holds a Bacta tank, and they're probably going to have some sort of meeting on the Star Destroyer, which... Mustafar! Uh, I believe the Grand Inquisitor was alive in that meeting on the Star Destroyer, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and watch again, but I'm pretty sure that we've seen a scene in the trailers that had the Grand Inquisitor <laughs> in it that wasn't shown yet. I, gosh, I could be wrong again. But if there's nothing uh, whatever else... Whatever it is, it's going to make Riva sad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Riva's going to die in this season. Yeah, I don't think Third Sister is around in Rebels or anything. So nope. I, I would guess, and not in the the game Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I would guess it's which. Uh, side note, getting a sequel. Uh Survivor. I'm yeah. so I'm so on this like Thrawn kick right More now. Cal Kestis. <laughs> I, I'm I still keep saying that that clone that they have in the tank is Joris Seaboth, but I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Haja confronting Reva. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm the Jedi you've been looking for. Great. What's the what's the bounty on me up to? One million? Two million? Yeah. Who just, are just you? Like, get out of my <laughs> way. <laughs> and his just that wasn't magnets, was it? <laughs> when she slams him into the wall. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um I uh, yeah, I, I liked his whole character. I hope we get to see more of him um throughout this this series because he was he was a treat for sure. He was. And Obi-Wan confronting him. I mean, just like Obi-Wan using a gun. Yeah. It was just so uncivilized. Just having a blaster handy. Right. You know, just he seems to have come to a, a middle point on on guns right now as far as his opinions on them you right. know, in episode two. Right. But, so or three. I I I did say at the beginning of this, don't don't forget I did say spoilers, right? Lots of spoilers. So if you go to the Obi-Wan Kenobi IMDb, which is a public site that anyone can go to at any time, you will find that Rupert Friend playing the Grand Inquisitor is in six episodes. You will find that Kumal as Haja is in five episodes. You will find that Moses Ingram is in six episodes. Leia Organa is in six episodes. So the characters that we saw the most of in these first two episodes are going to be in the entire series. Meanwhile, Grant Feely, who plays Luke Skywalker, is only in two episodes. So I I will just go ahead and point out Hayden Christensen is listed as being in all five all six episodes. Yes. <laughs> Even though yes. he only appears in the first episode in uh archival footage. Archival footage and in the second episode in a back to tank. Yes. So but still, that's two episodes. Two episodes he's been in so far. So that that's uh, that should be cool. Sorry, Justin, I had you muted. Did you say anything? I thought I saw you talking. Uh, I only asked a question, but you what was your question? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but now we have the answer. Now we need the question. It's Jeopardy style. <laughs> it's Jeopardy. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So that being said, I think we're gonna move on to our first segment of the Let's do week, it. which is... He's no good to me dead. He will not be permanently damaged. That's right. 
That's right. It is Boba's Bounty, the only segment that we have coming from season three of Quest Me. It is called Boba's Bounty. It is that part of the episode where we talk about our favorite new character of the show, of the episodes, your favorite new character. So for this particular one, we got to watch two episodes. I don't want to pick two characters. I just want to pick one because all the characters are basically in the same same episodes for the most part. Right, so let's pick one character that that was our favorite through through these first two. Justin, let's start with you. What was your favorite new character? Fifth brother. Okay. I like at first I thought he was just so cold, a little stoic, just stood there, was sort of badass, and then he started interacting. I'm like, oh wow, this guy's uh, black and white. He follows orders. He was really good. Sun Kang, Sun Kang, uh, yeah, I loved him. He was really good. And I, Fifth I, brother, I'm excited to see more of Fifth Brother for sure. I, I want to see him in action. I want to see him like, yeah, mess some things. I mean, up. the the shots, the shots we've gotten of him just like marching with his garrison of troopers through the through the city. Yeah. He's just prepared to pounce. Yeah, yeah. and we and we've seen you some. Really see him. We've seen some of him in Rebels too, and he is yes. he is a badass. So it is. It's going to be really cool to see him in action because I, I really feel like we're going to see some Inquisitor battles with Obi-Wan. Like we're going to see these Inquisitors battle it out with Obi-Wan. He's going to kick their ass, but he's not going to kill them because it's not the Jedi way. Phil, what is your bounty for this week? Oh, um, well, so I had originally picked one for each episode. Uh, Go for it. Let's. If you had I, one for each episode, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm sorry. Because Tika, okay. <laughs> just the one scene with with Tika the Jawa in uh, in episode <laughs> one, he steals you know the you know part of uh, Obi Wan's evaporator and is like, hey, you're in luck. That piece you're missing, yeah. I just happen to have yeah. one for like, you. Quit stealing my <laughs> shit and trying to sell it back <laughs> to me. <laughs> just. I, I about lost it at his line. This is just cleaning costs extra. Right. Right. Just like puts him in his place. I don't. It was. I loved him. But from the second episode, Haja. Haja Estri. Jedi. 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 He's just. Uh, again, Camille's absolutely having a blast playing the character. Right. Uh and you know he's he's a classic Star Wars caught man. I agree. He kind of reminds me a lot of um, Benicio Benicio del Toro's character. Just a, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of DJ. Yeah, just a little nicer, you know, a little more. Yeah, a little more humane. I, I, I think I mean, if DJ had you know morals. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, that that's that um, too. Yeah, uh, just when uh, when Obi Wan. You know, yeah. You know, stops and talks to me, and he says, "You remembered my name." Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh yay! Yeah, he was. I'm excited to see more of him for sure. And there's yeah. obviously we're gonna get a lot more of him. So can't. Yeah, no, I can't wait. Uh, um, my okay. So mine is. I love you guys. Know me. I love when characters from the cartoons make it into these live action shows the grand inquisitor was one of the best villains of rebels he had an uh, incredible story arc in rebels if you have not watched rebels yet anyone listening 
please do yourself a favor and watch that show. It is a little slow to get into. I've heard that a lot, that people are like, "Eh, I watched the first season, it wasn't really my bag. And it's, you got to watch at least the second season because that's when that show really, really pops off. The first season was great for introducing all these characters, including the Grand Inquisitor. And seeing his story arc go the way it went in Rebels, I was just elated to see him show up in Obi-Wan Kenobi because he is a badass. And although we saw him, you know, get stabbed in the back front, I guess, <laughs> he <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna throw show third the sister back. who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's definitely going to show her who's boss. And I think she's going to get completely thrown out of the Inquisitors. And, and she's going to go on her own crazy mission to get Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I would I would almost bet that the Grand Inquisitor starts a he, like a from villain to hero arc with Reva after he kicks her out of the Inquisitors. I, that's my that's my bold you prediction is going to go to the light. I I think she would at least kind of maybe introduce a gray Jedi. Because Ahsoka kind of did that. that kind of. Not, uh, not officially. But right. They, they won't officially do that yet. Right. But Ahsoka never really went to the dark side. So to see a Jedi go from being a Jedi Padawan into an Inquisitor back to some sort of light side user, it could could be really, really cool. So... I'm excited to see how that story plays out between the Grand Inquisitor and her because he is no one to fuck with. And <laughs> and she just fucked around and she's going to find out real quick not to do that. So it, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited for that. And even Vader might might show her a thing or two. Like, are you kidding me right now? You just stabbed him? All right, force choke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um. I also loved though that she got like the, you know, Spider Verse What's Up Danger sequence going, showing her rough dive. That was her little parkour. Oh, parkour, parkour. Yep. Yeah, that was really cool. Parkour, parkour. Great picks this week, guys. Let's move on to our next segment. That's right. This one is called Kenobi Vision. <laughs> We're always changing up the names of the segments, but they are pretty much always the same. Kenobi Vision is the segment and part of the show where we pick our favorite still shots of each episode um, and share why we picked them. So, let's start with our guest, Phil. Let's talk about your first shot of episode one. It comes in at the 20 minute and 50 second mark. Yep. And we get... Obi-Wan sitting overlooking the uh, Lars farm, uh, the homestead. Uh, But just the way he's sitting, we see him viewed from behind, framed through a series of rocks back to the passage that he's walked through uh, to find his little overlook there. Yeah. And it's just, it is a spectacularly isolating shot. Yes. You see how far he actually is from the farm. You see him, you know, sitting there, no one uh no one around him. He's doing his very best to literally blend in, uh matching the landscape uh it, with his clothing and it's just 
he's he's very alone. I was gonna say he's. It shows that not only is he alone, but that he's closed in or closed mm-hmm. off from the force. Mm-hmm. Because as we realize in these first couple episodes, he is very closed off from the force. He has like shut it out, basically like Luke did in the Last Jedi, um, mm-hmm. and he. He's tried to cut himself out of it as much yep. as he could. Exactly. With, I think, the exceptions of trying to reach out uh, as requested by Yoda. You know, he's she's trying to reach out to uh, to Qui Gon Jinn. Yep. And and it's uh it's gonna be interesting when Qui Gon shows up in ghost form. <laughs> because now he is after episode two, he does reach back into the Force. He saves Leia from falling off the. He's in tune. Building. He catches yep. her with the force. He like, and it took him a second. He floats her. Yeah, force yep. float, <laughs> as as she requested. Yep, exactly. And so now that he's opened himself back up again, he is now open to communicating with Yoda, communicating with Qui Gon, and and those things. So it's going to be super cool to see that. Justin, your shot for episode one comes in at the thirteen minute and forty second mark. Tell us about this one. Oh, the quote, the time of the Jedi is over. This, that, that, this face captures that. Like he's seeing unjust, unjustness done in the world and he can't do a damn thing about it. And he realizes it. So to see Obi-Wan just with this look of defeat slash, I, I don't know what the word is for it, but. It's just tragic. He's very lost. He looks like someone just stole his basketball. <laughs> you just took my snack pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he and it's it's a very good depiction of where Obi-Wan is at right now. He's just defeated. You know, the way that he says, the Jedi lost. We lost. We're done. He, and he has embraced that mentality of just being lost you know and it's it is a very like it's a very sad thing to see for sure um awesome pick i happen to pick the scene of alderaan i love this shot i cannot talk (laughs) enough about (laughs) about the emerald city man like it's a phenomenal cityscape and it is it's it's beautiful it's space seattle yeah, you got mountains, you got water. It's it's space Seattle. Tall buildings. Yeah, this one comes in at the twenty-three minute and thirty-four second mark of episode one, and it is that first opening shot of Alderaan. And I think everyone watching instantly knew where we were. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to be any sort of like mention on the bottom of the screen. Like when it when it showed Alderaan, I was like, oh my god, are we doing this? And nope. and here we are. <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah, that's right. That's an that's an uh, episode seven reference for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I had to pick I had to pick this one because I I love these these cityscape shots of of Star Wars cities because you can just tell how much they love it, how much they care about making these things perfect. And by God, Alderaan is a perfect city and planet. I don't think it's a city; it's a planet. Um, let's move it's, and it's. It's a nice, nice nod to a lot of the old matte painting work yeah. that we saw in the original trilogy films. Right. The the background paintings and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Like Cloud City was, was really good with that. Um, 
So let's move on to episode two. And Phil's shot comes in at the 34 minute and 34 second mark. The only thing that we did not talk about in this entire episode, I planned it that way. Tell us about this shot, Phil. <laughs> uh, we see another familiar face. Yes, we do. Uh, and I think at this point that all of us are used to seeing each other wearing masks by now. <laughs> so everyone should immediately recognize Hayden Christensen. Yes! Yep. I mean... Hey... Uh, back to tank. <laughs> uh, we get... <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we get we get our first establishing shot of Darth Vader. Yes, uh, out of his uniform, out of his helmet, uh, and he looks rough. He does. I mean, it's been ten years since he nearly burned to death. He lost all of he's lost all of his limbs by now. Obi Wan cut off both of his legs and his other arm just for good measure. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> and so he's yep. no. he's he's more machine than man now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's it's appropriate that we get this shot shortly after Obi Wan has learned that he is in fact still alive. Yes, which. I, I think is one of my favorite details of this whole thing is that, yeah, Obi-Wan's been hiding out, but he did not realize that for the last 10 years, he's been hiding from Anakin. Dude. And we're going to go into that a little bit more on our last segment, because I, I have, I have some stuff to say on that, um, but, but I got to yes. save it because it's, but this is just absolutely again, right. phenomenal, phenomenal makeup work. Dude. Uh, the, I, I cannot wait to see where the third episode picks up with this. Yeah. Because he definitely looks a lot more grim than he did in, uh, in Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back. That first yeah. time that yeah. you see Vader sitting in his like back to he egg or like whatever. A, yeah. In his, and they, uh, they lower the helmet on chamber. him. Yeah. And he's, you know, his head's kind of messed up. He looks a lot worse now, obviously. So he, this dude... Yeah, I bet he lives in the back to tank. If he's not on a mission, he's in a back oh, to tank. Oh, according to the comics, he does. He lives in the back to tank. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, for I sure. mean, uh, his his armor keeps him going when he's yep. out of it. Right, his back to armor. Everything's just going to be referred to as back to X <laughs> from now on. <laughs> so let's move on to Justin's shot. I love the shot of Vader, and I am absolutely. Like amazed that Justin didn't pick that. Oh, I shot. wanted to. I knew um, someone else was going to. <laughs> I I had a I had a backup on both Justin. <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, uh, because Justin's shot is also awesome. It comes in at the 26 minute and three second mark of episode two. Tell us about uh, this shot. another shot of Obi Wan. This is him uh, trying to reconnect with the Force, like trying to. Uh, force catch Leia slash force float her down to the ground. And you, it, it's sort of like a constipation push when he's on the toilet mixed with a force grab. Kind of is, <laughs> isn't it? It does look like he's having a hard time moving the bowels. Out there. Like it doesn't look like a comfortable one at all. <laughs> but he's definitely That's trying. Funny. I mean, it's it's got to be hard to like be cut off from the force for so long and then just all of a sudden like ask for a fucking mirror. you're you're trying to catch someone from falling you know 
It's got to be. That's got to be yeah. tough. I don't disagree with um, that. One second. I do love that this is the moment, though, that he decides to dive back into to being a Jedi again. Like, this is it. He's like, this is what I've trained for forever and ever and ever. I have to save this little girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love that. So, awesome pick. Thank you so much for that one. Um, my pick for episode two comes in at the 33 minute and 20 second mark. And it is <laughs> epic, my friends. Um, it is the the shot right when Reva, uh, not to be confused with Revan, uh, decides to stab the good old Grand Inquisitor. Um, Roy says he had to put the kids to bed. When he does rekindle with the Force, how big of ripples did this make um, to go uh, back to the Obi Wan? We show? will see. I th- it I think question. Um, so. Is that what Anakin is responding to? That's exactly what I was going to say. There at the end. Maybe he's waking up to the feeling of his old master. Um, it's, yeah, we definitely have to wait and see. I'm, I'm excited. Um, but this shot here, I, I loved the whole, uh, just, it's, man, it kind of looks like someone's killing sparks. Hellraiser, right? And yeah, the sparks coming through the armor. And she is just so upset right now, and like, she, she's like, "I'm I'm sick of you talking to me like that. I want to end you." And she does, I mean, kind of end him, I guess. She puts him in a. She pauses him. Yeah, yeah. She stops him in his tracks. That's the <laughs> so I, I'm again, I'm very interested to see the effects of this scene as well. Of. Like, what is the Grand Inquisitor and or Vader going to do to Third Sister now that she has completely betrayed all of them? Because they're going to look at that as a, as a complete betrayal, yep. you know. And and the Emperor would not stand for such betrayal, as we all know. But that being said, excellent picks, gentlemen. Thank you for participating in this week's Kenobi Vision. Up next, I have a brand new segment that I am extremely excited to debut this week and it is <laughs> that's right friends I'll end in tears I know it that's right friends <laughs> it's time for this week's toxic Star Wars tweet <laughs> this one comes from that Star Wars girl on Twitter um, she says Vader is the second in command to the effing Emperor. Literally everyone in the galaxy knows that. Acting like this is a big reveal to Kenobi that Vader is alive is beyond effing stupid. Stop having fake fans write your shows. Who wants to go first? Okay, I will. First (laughs) of all, Obi-Wan completely thought that Vader was dead. He didn't know he was Vader. Absolutely. No, he did know he was Vader because in episode three, Yoda and Obi-Wan are looking at a hologram that shows the Emperor saying, now rise Darth Vader and blah, 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 blah. He does know that his name is Darth Vader. However, he does not know that he survived on Mustafar. Mustafar, yeah. How could he have known? Especially if, you know, he ends up cutting himself off from the Force after that. Which he absolutely did. And we see that here. Which, 
in this episode, we see that he is struggling to use the Force. He has been completely... He put his lightsaber away. He changed his name. He changed his profession. He has completely shut himself off from what he once was before. And Roy raises a nice point in the chat, uh, thinking, asking if that might actually have an aging effect on him. Oh, here comes the aging effect thing again. He no, lives no, in a I, desert, man. <laughs> desert has its toll. <laughs> No, I, I mean that that could be a fun way of explaining of of explaining it at some point. Yes, if they wanted th- to. there is a, there are a lot of fans out there that are questioning the validity of <laughs> Obi Wan aging so quickly from the beautiful man that Ian McGregor is to meet a friend from Arizona. Alec Guinness. Well, and that <laughs> was weathered, I, I kind of brought they this up. Weathered. <laughs> in, in the wonderful Twist My Arm Network chat, that is just such a circus um (laughs) i had kind of mentioned there is a theory that three roy circus (laughs) there's a theory out there on the reddits going around that tatooine and the heat of tatooine and its two sons do um different biological things to humans um so if if there were to be one thing that i would want to (laughs) take into account of why obi-wan would age so quick i would say that it's the um the atmosphere of tatooine that makes humans age a lot quicker uh roy says arizona crackheads don't count he's correct so back to this toxic tweet of I the mean, week owen and baru age pretty severely too exactly no one's talking about that years, so <laughs> um i was so like like blown away by this tweet from from this person about like how first of all like why are you so upset you're like there's again back to what i said at the very beginning of this of this episode there is no reason to be that upset about a fantasy property and there's also no reason to say things like fake fans are writing your shows um First of all, the the lead writer and showrunner of this is Dave Filoni, the biggest Star Wars fan on the planet, also known as George Lucas Jr., also known as The One. I would call him a prodigy. Um, But it just, it blows me away that, that people are like this. And this is why I've made this segment, because throughout this whole last week of Kenobi, there's been so much crap online and i want to take it upon myself to just kind of show how stupid these people are why are you so upset about this there are obviously reasons that we haven't seen yet in this series we've we're two episodes into a six-part series and we haven't seen all the answers yet we don't know what's gonna happen yet because we haven't witnessed it so calm down people all right (laughs) That's my toxic tweet of the week. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be a fun segment moving forward. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be as angry all the time and not yelling at people. It's mostly going to just be showing how, how kind of ridiculous Star Wars fans can be because, wow, they can be ridiculous. And that's with any fandom, for sure. Um, let's move on to our final segment of the week, which is the ratings segment. We are rating this episode. We'll do both episodes, one and two, and we'll rate them each out of ten um, slices of crate. <laughs> so, Phil, what would you rate episodes one and two 
how many slices of crate would you give them? Uh, initial initial thoughts. Uh, probably going to have to call it a 10 out of 10 for the first episode. Uh, I know, high bar. Uh, but they hit a lot of really solid notes throughout the entire thing. Um, on second watch, I'd probably revise it down to a nine and a half. Okay. Uh, the the whole um, uh, chase sequence uh, with Leia uh, was a little lackluster. It's uh, okay. A little, a little bit, <laughs> but I mean, a little level. Uh, we got to see some, uh, some fun, you know, fun new locations, some old places we haven't seen. Um, I like that we're getting to see a lot of Anchorhead, uh, just in terms of like locations on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was a a very strong start, uh, and definitely set things up really well. Um, probably again, a, like a nine, nine and a half, uh, for episode two. Okay. Um, uh, definitely hit some solid humor. Uh, yeah, it did. Do you get Haja? <laughs> uh, he was wonderful. So yeah, let's call it a nine and a half for the first episode and a nine for, uh, for the second. All right, Justin, what would you give these episodes out of crate meat? The first one, I give it seven pounds out of ten. Okay. <laughs> of meat. Okay. Whatever we're trying to do there. But um, <laughs> I, I, I had a few issues with the first episode. Like, initially when it showed the younglings after the, the recap, it started showing a shake camera. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, why, why are we shaking? There's no bombs going off. There's a bunch of blasters. So that sort of threw me off. Um, I, I loved the 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 casting for little Leia, but I, I can't stand the acting. And I, I, like, I, I love little kids. I do, but I can't stand them acting. It's horrible for me. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm, hor- <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad. Children, children are fine in real life, just not in <laughs> fiction. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that, is, that is a uniquely parental take on that. But it had a strong. All right, that makes sense. I'll strong take it. Start. Um, it was fun. Uh, the one thing I did appreciate they they did not have any fill-ins. It just wound up with Kenobi ten years later, chopping me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they had to just kind of throw you yeah, into. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate that about a series, and it'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll catch us up throughout the the rest of it. But that's why, like overall, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Like normally, I would put it at a ten out of ten, but I know there's going to be an episode that exceeds that expectation, so I'm reserving sure. it. I'm trying to reserve it. I'm not trying to blow my load just yet. Just yet. <laughs> um, on the second episode, probably seven and a half. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I felt it was it was action packed, even though the action was lackluster. Like the the shootout on the roof. I mean, come on, the dude's thirty feet away. You can't shoot him in a straight line. The forks, Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> but uh. 
what else? Uh, the Haja was a great character introduction. I'm so glad they brought him in. And then after hearing he's in what uh, five more episodes, that's that's awesome. I'm excited about that. But uh, absolutely, the, the second Ch- Leia chase scene, yeah, did, yeah, it was, At least it didn't last exactly. And it wasn't uh, as bad as oh, I ran into a tree branch. <laughs> that's that's literally yeah, that scene. Again, it was a little. Oh, she ducked. Oh, little... I. <laughs> and I I think the angle that we're seeing that bit from does not lend it, you know, credibility. I would, I, would agree. I, I think maybe if we had seen, uh, that portion of that chase from a different camera angle, it might not have looked so um, fake. <laughs> there forced. You go, there you go. <laughs> But that makes sense. But the episode kept me on my heels. I, I loved it. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was uh, uh, had a lot of anticipation and, and climactic build. But overall, I, I'm still trying to re- wait to save to wait for the episode to blow my load for the the ten. <laughs> and I'm sure we're gonna get. Oh, um, before we go yeah. on to the last. To the last one, Roy asks, are clones troopers still under the effect of Order 66, or does it fade with time? I missed the talk about Hobo Fett. I love that. Um, <laughs> Hobo Fett. That's, that's wonderful. Good lord. All the puns of this episode have been just great. <laughs> Hobo Fett. Um, they didn't mention anything. We, we talked about it earlier. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's he's part of the 501st. He's wearing 501st armor. And I'm almost positive that he recognizes Obi-Wan. Um, and obviously Obi-Wan recognizes him because he's a clone trooper. But I'm I'm pretty positive that he recognized him. Um, even though he tried to kill all of his, his friends, his Jedi friends. So my question, my question there uh, would be if it if it's not still in effect. Are they aware of what they did after? They go into that detail in Rebels they a little do. bit, a little bit, a little bit, and and they uh, do. There's in the last season of Clone Wars as well when they when Rex like really fights Order sixty six. Yeah. He's like fighting that's, the whole thing. That's a major part of Rex's story arc, right? And so, like <laughs> them take like they knew what what they did. I feel like. Um, but not all of them got the chips removed, their, um, order 66 chips. And so it's, it's also possible that that came up again in, in, uh, bad batch too, didn't it? it? I believe so. I I believe so. Did I? Um, yeah. And, and it was the, uh, all, uh, all good soldiers follow orders line that they kept repeating through that whole series say, you know, basically implying that. They're always gonna follow orders to kill Jedi, but we haven't seen the Bad Batch run into a Jedi yet. So I think that might yeah. explain a little bit more as far as like how the chip affected the clones on a wide scale. And does but, and does Obi Wan count as a Jedi anymore? Right, because what's the what's the uh, he, classification he method? He kind of looks like Hobo Wan Kenobi. Like <laughs> 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 Just throw Hobo in front of names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I, I'm 
curious to see how they explain a lot of that because they're going to eventually, I feel like, whether it's in the Bad Batch or Andor or something, I feel like they will explain a little bit more of how Order 66 faded. (laughs) Um, So my rating for episode one is a nine. Um, I'm on the side with Justin that this is an excellent episode, but the best is yet to come. Um, I like to save my tens for, like, the crazy episodes um which you know like i said is why i scaled some stuff back on second watch yeah and and again like that these were great episodes both of them but there were a couple things that were you know again a little lackluster some things were not as great as they could have been i guess we'll say um so that's i would give episode one a nine and i would give episode two an eight that leaves us at an 85% for episode one and an 81% for episode two. Not too shabby for the first episode of Kenobi. Yeah. That's a pretty solid start. Yeah. Um, And I am just thrilled to see the rest of this series. Um, And with all the announcements that have happened and, and all the things that are going on in the Star Wars universe, I am stoked, you know, we're yep. super lucky as fans of this property to be able to in, enjoy these things and to be able to podcast about it and make predictions and just talk about how cool a back to tank is. Like we're extremely lucky to have what we have um, as far as Star Wars goes. And I, I'm not here to ruin it. I'm here to love it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm ready for, for everything that they're about to to throw at my face so please keep keep giving me more um especially more from outside of the skywalker saga i love obi-wan and all these stories that we're getting but going into the high republic era is going to be awesome um i think like i had said last week i think they're going to use grogu to go into the future and possibly b- do a yusen vong storyline <laughs> there you go roy um i i i would see that happening more than anything, that they're going to take Grogu and they're going to flash forward 300 years into the future. He's going to be an adult and he's going to be, there's going to be a story based around him. So there's the future is bright for Star Wars and the future is even brighter for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So um, thank you guys so much for coming and, and talking Star Wars with me because this is like, I know I say Sudden but Inevitable is my favorite part of the week, but during Star Wars, <laughs> Quest Me is my favorite part of the week. Because this, you know, this is this is where where I live. This is what I love to do. I mean, I'm I'm fucking Star Wars hoodie. I probably have Star Wars socks on right now. I don't even know. <laughs> I wear so many Star Wars socks. So I, I I love talking about this stuff. I love talking about this with you guys. Um and and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for more. So is there anything else that you guys want to say before we take off tonight? Let's start with Phil. Uh, hey, <sighs> Josh, there was something I did find the other day that I wanted to show you. Sure. That I've had for like 10 years. Oh, no. And forgot about because it's just been sitting in my drawer. <laughs> Boba Fett belt buckle. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, you want to, you want to tell us, tell, tell us where people can find you if they want to get, yeah, uh, if you, uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me. I am at flip writer. 
Uh, or you can find my blog. It's uh, swordsoftheancients.com. It's a lot of book reviews and rambling about library stuff because that's what I do. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, and for all those stuff, check the show notes and on the online. Flip Rider is everywhere. Find him, follow him. Great. I'm kind of like that penny that the uh, TMA network keeps trying to get rid of. I just pop up <laughs> on every show. Nah, man, you're like the diamond in the rough. We're like, look at this librarian over here. We we need to bring that beautiful creature into our show. Um, <laughs> Justin, was there any any way that people can get a hold of you? Do you want people to get a hold of you, or do you want me to cover all that? I'm a mysterious motherfucker. Don't hit, try to hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hit up Josh. Well, Justin does help me run the TMA Twitter, at QuestMeTMA, if you'd like to... Follow all of our fun little Star Wars memes and get updates on the show and when we go live and all that. Definitely follow at QuestMeTMA. For everything else on the Twist My Arm Network, Sudden But Inevitable, Best Flicks with Ricky D, The Intrepid DM with Roy, uh, Marvel Can of Madness, all the different things. Um, follow at TwistMyArmCast and visit us at www.TwistMyArm.net. And yeah, give us a follow on the YouTubes. It always helps. Give us a like and a subscribe. Smash that subscribe button and ring that bell to get notifications <laughs> for when we are live. I'm getting better at that, I promise. Um, but again, thank you all so much for watching. Thanks both Roy's in the chat. We had two Roy's in the chat today. Thank you guys for show for coming in. Thanks Jake for hanging out. Um, it's it's always fun to hang out with you guys in the live chat. If you're listening in podcast land, try, you can join us on Tuesdays at about 8, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time um, when we go live to talk about Kenobi. If not, you can always listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to, to podcasts. That it's there. Just search for Quest Me and you will find it. Um, thank you all again for coming. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Justin. Next week... Um, who do we have on next week? I had all this planned out, and then I erased my notes, and it was terrible. Oh, um, anyway, we have another guest coming on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I will have tweets and things letting all of you know who that is and uh, what time what time we'll actually be going live. So, for Quest Me, I have been Josh. I am Philip K. Justin. And this has been Quest Me. Thank you all so much again for listening. May the force be with you.